I can't go out. <laughs> I'm sick. Boo, you whore. And welcome back to another episode of Outgoing Without Going Out. I'm Lexi. And I'm Gabby. And, and we're the Fuller, Fuller sisters. sisters. We are back. It was 4th of July last week, so we took the week off for the holiday. But here we are. And just like we said last week, well, not last week, our last podcast about two weeks ago, we are back with advice part two because we didn't even make a dent in the submissions. Like there were so many. So we didn't want to leave everyone else hanging. So we're going to do another part two to the advice episode but i do think this is something that we should do a little bit more recurring like either monthly or bi-monthly and just have the submission like going over and over and over again so that way if something comes up you can submit it we can give you the advice that we are not professionals at giving we have a highlight on our instagram go check it out it's going to be there forever the little advice button where you can anonymously leave advice whenever you need it and like gabby said we'll check it pretty frequently so that we can do more of these episodes so get excited for that and before we you know get into our unprofessional advice how was your holiday give us a rundown of what's been going on with you well the holiday was pretty good we spent fourth of july on the boat the weather was beautiful almost like too beautiful i was kind of wishing there was going to be clouds here and there and i genuinely think it was like straight sun the entire time but we took the boat out to Lake Boca and it was absolutely packed, obviously. Like I, I, everyone down here for like any holiday, everyone's out on the boat. But we're like randomly out in Lake Boca. Everyone is there, the entire population. All of a sudden, Justin just starts like, uh, as he is social and talking to everyone, just starts talking to like the boat next to us. And the guy goes, yeah, is that Gabby? Like I know who that is. And I was like, there's no way. He was like a dance instructor, right? Is that what he was? A dance instructor of like a studio. And he was like, yeah, like, I obviously, like, my girls know you, so I know you. Like, he knew of Top Gun. But it was, like, the, the craziest coincidence. I'm, like, on a boat in the middle of West Palm, like, thinking nothing of it. And this guy's like, yeah, I know who that, I know who you are. That's bizarre. Um, speaking of Lake Boca, I'm watching Real Housewives in New Jersey, and they are in Boca at Lake Boca. Really? Wild. What a quinky dink. Well, this is in 2016 or 2017 that they were there, but yes. In the season I'm on. It is. It's the, it's the place to be. Um, so, yeah. So, that was the holiday. But other than that, house hunting has officially started. We've gone three separate days, I think. I think we've seen, like, a total of five houses, which is obviously not that many. No, there has to be more than five. There's no way. No, I don't think so. Five, really? God. I'm already exhausted from it. <laughs> five houses. And it's... Not necessarily going bad, but nothing seems like the whole package. Like, I, I mean, I, I get it. It's only been five houses, but, like, I, I'm hoping and everyone says, like, when you step into one and you feel like it's the one, like, you're going to know. But, like, maybe that's just why because these ones, I guess, have not been it because I've not, I've not had that feeling at all. Like, and it's also so hard for me to think because realistically, the only thing you need to love is the location and the structure and, like, the potential. Because, like, you can obviously change a lot of it inside. But one, when, like, okay, so the house that I'm sticking to so far, I loved, it was house number two. It was the one that had, like, the kitchen island, just, like, the whole kitchen living room was open, and it had, like, the big windows in the back. Location, however, wasn't the best. 
But I think why I loved that one is because it was completely empty. So it was the easiest one to like envision. Like today mm-hmm. we went to two and people were living in them. So it's so hard to picture like the bones of the house when everything is completely decorated already and completely like. You got to bring Sean for that. He's way better at yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Well, I already decided no matter what, Sean's coming to our inspection. I definitely am going to need him for that. But yeah, he's really good at like visualizing that stuff. I can't at all like even now i look at our house and i'm like uh, to me it almost i fully dissociate and it seems like a different house than the one that we almost purchased like because we've done yeah. so much to it like i just can't i mean it's completely different it's from wild. when i first walked into it and that's what i'm trying to like think in my head like all i really need to love but then it's also like somehow like the market like some of the ones that need the most work are priced higher than like the nicer ones so like it really doesn't make sense because I'm not going to buy a house that's already higher and then I need to put a ton of money into it to fix it up or just like redo it in certain aspects. So hoping that one of these one day will just click. But it's so far it's like everyone has something. It'll be like a really nice interior like nothing needs redone but the location isn't nice or like the backyard's not high, nice. And then today we went to one that the backyard was beautiful and ginormous. Location wasn't great and the inside of the house wasn't great at all like so far it seems like there's no winning except the two that i've absolutely loved that have sold before i could even see them yeah i would say priorities is location because you can't change that right and the overall like i don't want to say cleanliness as much as just like the way people take care of their house so that you know the bones are good Mm because as much as i absolutely love our house there were things that like and you can't know all these things until you move in. But, like, there were things where we were, like, yeah, they really didn't take care of that. Like, why didn't we notice that? But, again, like it's, like, minor, door. it's, like, minor stuff. Yeah, like, well, that, I swear, happened between. Yeah, I feel like we would have noticed it. Because I only yeah. noticed it, I feel like, the last few times. If you don't know, our garage door just has giant dent in it. And it was not there when we first looked at the house. But, yeah, I don't know. Just how people take care of it shows you a lot about, like, how it will last. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But location's huge. And honestly, we got really lucky with our house because we didn't even know that there was this much around. Yeah. To Yeah. But. But then the other thing is we're looking at, like, an area that we don't necessarily live right by. So, like, everything is a drive. Like, today I'm exhausted because we had, well, I guess I'll just get into this part now. But we are doing LJ Choreo right now in the gym. So, I've been in the gym. Well, it started Thursday. Thursday, I was in the gym from 10.30 to 7.30, which was extremely long. And then every other day after that, I've been at the gym 10.30 to 3.30. But it has been, like, unbearably hot in the gym. Like, not okay in any way, shape, or form. Like, if there was, like, a, like a legal limit of what you could do physical activity in, like, we're definitely surpassed that. It is just so incredibly hot. It is unbearable. And... um luckily like we're just doing choreo so we're kind of just doing like formations and counts and transitions and not necessarily skills but like I feel bad for the girls just having to sit in the heat and like you can just tell that they check out so fast but also we do too like it's so hot so like that is already draining and then I got home today I immediately ate showered got changed immediately drove 45 minutes to go look at two houses and then drove back and I feel like I'm not a human right now I am definitely exhausted so that's the only thing like I feel like house hunting wouldn't be bad if I could just drive like 10 minutes here and there and go see this like anytime a house popped up like 
I wish it was easier to go see it, but it has to be kind of like a a whole day to kind of go see. So that's what's been happening. Um, I feel like I've been MIA from the world for like the last four days just because I've been so busy in the gym and everything. But we have this upcoming week and then we go on our two week break. So I'll have a little bit of time. I get to go home finally. I feel like I haven't been home since last summer, right? Like because we didn't go home for Christmas that I oh thanksgiving okay thanksgiving yeah that was the last time i think that must have been it but yeah so i'm excited to see the fam go home a little eerie summer on the boat for a week and then we're gonna go to new york to visit justin's family and yeah it'll be nice to have some time off and just time with family i mean we're still working we have a couple clinics while we're home but it'll be nice i'm looking forward to it do you have your august schedule i do i haven't made mine like personal one but like i have my cheer dates remind me after the call i gotta ask you about a couple dates speaking of august we did finally book cancun so i finally have a fun trip on the calendar which i'm excited for um and then i think we decided that over the two-week break we're going to try to plan out our european summer next year see if we can get the ball rolling on that because i really want to make that happen but the only other thing this week is love island uk I had to do the VPN thing. I'm watching it live, which I absolutely love because my TikTok is so like spot on and I feel so like with it and everyone else that's posting about it has an accent and I'm like, this is so fun. I'm American, but I'm with the like all the UK people watching Love Island. This season is so juicy and very, very different than normal seasons. Like normal seasons, I feel like they have so many set couples like so early on. This one has been so all over the place, but really, it's been entertaining. Yeah been entertaining been loving it but we were just talking about like justin leaves on monday for a week and we've been like we're like watching it literally as it comes out every single day and we're gonna be so far behind i mean i feel like there's a lot of shows coming out though i'm excited for the summer i turn pretty which is that times up perfectly because that'll be that comes out before justin flies into like erie so i can watch that whole season because it's not it's not very long right it was only a few episodes last time yeah, I think so. Um, Love Island US starts in 10 I days. I know. So that's where I'm kind of stuck with that. But that's why I've maybe waited. I'll just wait and then I'll binge Love Island US like instead of watching it one at a time every day. I'll probably do that, honestly. When does The Summer I Turned Pretty come out? Your birthday, I believe. Oh, lovely. I kind of don't remember the first season, so maybe I'll have to rewatch that. But I was thinking that too. All right. Well, is that all you've got for us as far as updates? I really think so. It's all. It's, it's been a busy week with all of that stuff. I feel like I haven't had time really to do. Okay. Well, before else. I get into my life updates, let's discuss threads. What are your thoughts? Here's my thing. I loved Twitter when I was in my Twitter era. However, it has been many years since I have yeah. tweeted. Yeah. Like, okay. So that's what years I was say. and years and years. So when I open this app, I have no freaking clue what to say. I I scroll through Twitter, but I haven't tweeted in also years. And threads to me, I just I don't see myself using it. Like, see, because I don't use Twitter, I can see myself using it, and I like that it automatically synced with my Instagram. But I have nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I feel. But also, like my Threads feed is not chronological and that also bothers me oh it was at one point but i also don't like that the threads feed is random people sometimes oh really yeah it's like people you don't even follow 
So I don't know. They need to figure that out. But anyways, I just wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, I don't really know how I feel about it. I haven't used it much. Um, we'll see. I okay. have no clue. I honestly, I feel like I can't give an opinion right now. It's haven't really used it too much. I had a random thought today and let me know if this is like one of the dumbest ideas I've ever had and if I'm going to regret it or if I should actually do it. Now that I'm thinking about it, I might regret it, but I thought about doing vlogist where I like vlog every day in August, like almost a vlog miss. You just hate it on Zoella doing vlogist because you really oh. wanted her to do vlogmas. Yes, I would and do now, both. I'm saying I know, but it would be like a half a year like midway through the year. I hated on it because I love her vlogmas and because she's having a baby, which is like ugh, rude. In December she's not doing vlogmas. I don't know. Just a thought that I, I mean, had. You, but you anyways, sure if you really want to. What do you have in I August? Mean, literally like not much but it might be fun i don't know i might regret it we'll see we'll see uh anyways so it was a weird work week this week with fourth of july being on a tuesday because i had work on monday but then we were off tuesday and so it kind of threw the whole week off yeah but I, spent, I didn't know what day it was all week yeah it was really weird i spent the fourth of july in my pool literally floating around all day and then i went to visit sean at work he signed up for overtime to work the holiday to make some money and because we weren't doing anything anyways and it was really nice it was my first time having dinner at the station um but that was nice and then I went with one of the other fire department fiancés who's he was working with Sean so it was really really nice my friend Julia and I went and then I'd literally I feel like I blinked and then the week was over at that point so Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened the rest of the week, to be completely honest with you, but still watching Real Housewives of New Jersey. I'm on season eight right now. I am cruising through, trying to get back on track with cooking at home more, working out regularly, saving money. I feel like for a long time, I was just like, ever since I feel like the Miami rotation, I got really thrown off my like routine. normal routine and I was spending money. I was eating crappy. I wasn't working out. So we're trying to get back on that. We finished the jurassic world movies and they were so good have you guys seen all three really? of those not i don't think oh my so. gosh you need to they were so good so so good and now we're watching the taken movies so we watched taken one and two i don't really know how they're gonna make third but i know they do so we'll watch that at some point point. and jack ryan came back so that's what sean and i are watching together I also finally started the new you. It's not that new anymore, but Sean was like, I'm over it. This is going to be the same. And I know it's not the same this season, but so I started that. I don't know. I have to get into it fully, I think, but also cleaned out my closet and drawers and it felt so good. I got rid of a Mm -hmm. giant garbage bag of clothes. Well, it's just sitting in a spare bedroom closet right now, but I'm going to be donating, putting stuff on Poshmark, all, all the things. And today it rained all day, so I barely moved from the couch. I got a lot of computer work done, and I made homemade pasta tonight, and I absolutely nailed it. Yeah, I feel like you haven't done that in a while. I haven't, and it was great. What kind? Oh, no, I'm about to sneeze. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Technically, like a fettuccine. What's what sauce? Vodka? No, we had like a jar of red sauce already open, and then I just like added fresh garlic, sauteed it with a little bit of onion, added some seasonings. The sauce was eh, but the pasta was delish, so that's my night. 
And here we are. It's 9.21. Sean's at work. So after we finish podcasting, I'm probably just going to watch TV in bed and go to sleep. Same. We watched, when we got back from house hunting, we watched um, the newest episode of Kardashians. And I literally took a nap mid-episode because I physically couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. So are they, like, fighting right now about Courtney's wedding? Is that what's happening, like, in the recent episodes? Yeah, it was, like, the last episode was kind of about that. And then this one, Kim and Courtney finally sat down and talked about it. But then this episode was also uh, Kris Jenner's birthday party. And they all dressed as, like, a different Kris Jenner. And Justin says we should do it for Shelly. When Kim talks about... Because I only saw a little clip online about, like, their argument. When Kim talks about her wedding being copied by Courtney, is she referring to her and Kanye? Okay, well, so here's the thing. So the whole backstory to this is... So Courtney's wedding, Dolce, like, styled her. Dolce reached out to Kim. It was supposed to be, like, a Skims collab. But then Dolce reached out to Kim to be the creative director of a fashion show. Kim tried the entire time, like, she kept saying the whole time, like, she wanted nothing to resemble Courtney's wedding, like, she didn't want to step on her toes at all, like, she wanted it to be so different, but, like, Courtney still just kept trying to make it, like, I don't know, it was weird, and Courtney just kept bringing up, like, oh, you're just doing this for the money, you're just doing for this for the money, but, like, a lot of the past seasons, Kim has been about, like, trying to be on her own, like, fashion-wise, because it was always, like, Kanye dressing her, and Kanye, like, she always, like, stood in Kanye's shadow when it came to, like, fashion and all of this. And she's been, like, it's been, like, a storyline for multiple seasons. But I I didn't get the vibe that it was, like, really, like, going against Courtney's wedding at all. Like, I didn't, I didn't think it would be this big of a deal. I thought the conflict was because she did this while she was in Italy for Courtney's wedding. And it was, like, taking away from that. No, no. Like, maybe Dolce talked to Kim at the wedding, but it has nothing to do, it was... It was after, like, everything was after the I'm wedding. So That's confused. what I used. Yeah, I don't really know why it was that big of a deal. I thought Kim in that clip was talking about how her wedding was copied by Kim. Well, Courtney. okay, yeah, so that was the clip that was, like, taken out. Because she's like, she's like, you don't see me bringing this stuff up. Like, I got married in Italy before. Like, now was you're getting married. Kanye? We had the same, I don't know. I didn't know she did. Yeah, it's the whole Andrea Bocelli thing. Yeah. And people are like, the real villain is Andrea Bocelli. I don't know. I gotta watch it. I'm. I. I don't. I haven't watched that since it's been on Hulu. I but love it. I just thought it it's was interesting. Not as, I feel like it's not as juicy anymore. But like, I just. I love looking at their lives. I do. All right. Interesting. Well, I think that that's all I have as far as updates. What is your favorite this week? It is the Crazy Eight iMessage games. What we like? It's like Uno. But, like, on the iMessage games, we've been playing so much. Like, the whole weekend in Delray, anytime we had downtime, we were just hanging out. We'd play it. We went to Cheesecake. They were like, oh, 20-minute wait. Boom. We're all outside playing Uno against each other, like, on the iMessage games. You can play it as a group? Yeah. Like, you make a group message, and then you put the iMessage game in, and you all play against each other. Can we do that? Sure. Fun. We had a blast. We We played probably, like, 30 games over the weekend of it. Oh, so fun. How many people can play? I mean, we at one point had five. I think you could do even more. I think it's like three to eight. I think you could do mm. a lot of people. What was that one game? I just came across a random screenshot. You remember that game we used to all play at one point and like we made our faces on the game like really funny things and you would have to like draw something. Do you remember? It was what? like an iPhone game, but like we played it as a big group. You gotta give me more context. I, I don't know. You, you would draw something, but we made our names really funny and like, was it called like, 
was it draw it out? I mean, no. draw something is a game. But was that what we were playing on the iPhone app? Like, it gives you a word and you have to draw it and then someone else has to guess it? Maybe. I don't remember. That's not looking familiar to me. I don't know. Never mind. Maybe it was that. But we played it as a group. I just remember we used to laugh so hard we were well, crying. No. Okay, so that has nothing to do with drawing. The game I think you're referring to is Psych. Yes, maybe that's it. Maybe it did have nothing to do with drawing. It had nothing to do with drawing. Psych was the funny one that we used to die laughing at. Because you write in your own responses. You write in your own responses or something like that. Yeah, I don't fully remember, but it was, yes, it was was Psych. I think that you're referring to. It was so fun. I think it was in COVID that we played it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. Okay, well, we may have to resurrect that game again. Okay. Sounds good. What's your okay. favorite? My favorite is cookie skillets with ice cream. Sean and I like a have been making these like every night. Well, basically, so we were just doing like air fryer cookies. And then we were like, we got this like little six inch skillet, like cast iron skillet from Publix. And last night we, we just bought a big du- tub of cookie dough instead of like the pre-made circles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just like preheat the oven and cook it like basically yeah like a small cookie cake kind of but it's warm we basically got tired of paying for insomnia cookies so we just make them at home now so we just make them at home now but it's so good so good but we went the other no yesterday to replenish our stock and they had the cookie dough but they were out of the ice cream we've been getting and the combination is just unmatched it's like the oreo toll house cookie dough with bluebell cookie two-step ice cream which is like oreo and cookie dough so good and they didn't have it so we ended up getting cookies and cream ice cream i think with just regular chocolate chip cookie dough i mean it was still good and i'm probably still gonna have a little bit tonight so that's my favorite delish just have a square of cookie dough tonight for dessert we just had the hibachi food truck for dinner so good such a one at your apartment complex no, but it's like mm. 10 minutes. No, not even. It's like five minutes down the road. It literally came in like 20 minutes. So good. Interesting. All right. Well, why don't we stop talking about ourselves and get into the advice? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Shall we? I'll start. Okay. I'm moving out. I'm moving out into a new city for the first time. How do you make your place your own so you don't feel homesick? I have a list of things, but you can go ahead and start us off. Well, the first thing that comes out of my head, but it's it's kind of like chuggy now, but like I love my film fridge and that's just pictures. Like obviously like my college dorm, I had a huge like picture wall. Same. I feel like that's like, that's one of the biggest things. It's not as like obviously trendy anymore. It's not like cute, but you can find a way to make it cute. I feel like, like I, I love the look of the film pictures on my fridge, which is odd because I, I always hated like when things were clustered like that. But I just think it's so fun. And, like, we always just, every time we look at a picture, like, it just makes you talk about a story and, like, just brings you back. So I feel like something like that where it would 
make you not necessarily make you miss home but make you like reminisce on it and i feel like it would do the opposite of making you homesick but just kind of like feeling like loved and feel like it's still homey so i'm going to answer this kind of in two parts one is how to make your new city and home your own and two is how to avoid being homesick let me do the homesick first because that's quicker i would say set up set times to facetime and call your friends and family back home that's number one like make it like a recurring weekly thing that i would say is number one so for the making your place your own and your new city your own Number one, I would say, is find your quote-unquote like places. Find your favorite coffee shop. Find your favorite dinner places. Find a workout place. Once you start finding places that become almost like routine and like you find your favorite places to be, the place you move to is going to feel more like home because you found your places. Through those places, you can meet people and make friends, things like that. And then for your actual space, I would say... Things that make me feel at home and cozy. Candles, number mm-hmm. one. They even have the homesick candles. So you can get certain scents of that. that remind you of home. There's, like, for me, just the nostalgia. The second I light, like, the leaves candle or the fresh balsam candle. I know those are seasonal, but, you know, if you celebrate Christmas, get a Christmas tree. Little things like that that I feel like make a place feel like home instantly. I don't know about you. Speaking of Christmas tree, just because that sparked another thing that I forgot to talk about earlier. That was honestly (laughs) one of the biggest things that turned the house today into a no. Because we were down in the living room and the living room was so small. And I looked at Justin and I was like, where are we fitting a Christmas tree in here? Like, it's just, there's no good area. And therefore, I can't live in this house. But, yeah, I agree with all that. Okay, But also, I feel like... Just, like, also have fun decorating your place. Like, now that you, like, moved away for the first time, like, go outside of your comfort zone. Get, like, you can now choose all the decorations. You can make it your own in that way. Like, have fun with it and just find, like, little things that you like as you go. Like, you'll find your aesthetic. You'll find just, like, your vibe for it and really just, like, make it feel like a home. Yeah. Agreed. Next one. Please help in all capital letters. I've been dating my boyfriend for a little over a year, and we both graduated college within the past year. He graduated in December and started working in January, about two and a half hours from my college, and I just graduated in May. I'm interviewing for jobs in the area he lives in, but my problem is that he wants me to move in. I love him and can 100% see a future there, but I'm anxious about moving in because it feels like a big step. We used to stay over each other's places almost every night, and I know that when I move in, we'll do that too. Or when I move, we'll do that too. Should I just move in? Is it normal to be so nervous? I don't know. I need help. I think it's 100% normal to be nervous before you move in with someone. Um, I think you just have to follow your gut. Do you want this place that you're moving to be somewhere you explore almost like with your own place first and get settled? And, and, you know, because there's going to be a lot of changes. You're moving. You're starting Mm -hmm. a new job. Do you want to experience that in your own place first? Slash, does it make sense financially? And can you do that on your own place first? Or do you want to move in together? It can be you learn a lot about somebody when you move in with them. I think it's a great step to make. You just have to figure out if you want to make that step now or you want to wait maybe a year, get a lease somewhere, and then move in. I think you just have to follow your gut and go from there. Also, you need to make sure that because he already lives there, is it going to feel like you're just staying at his place when you move Mm -hmm. there versus getting a place of your own together? Or like it feels like your own. I agree. Just a thought. And also, like, if you say that you're 
still gonna like be staying over each other's places almost every single night it wouldn't be bad to like have your own place and obviously you still get to be each other with each other all the time but as if it's at the point where you're literally spending every single night with each other and like you're gonna be over his place every single night anyway it's just like are you navigating right it's like navigating that decision and like the pros like literally make a pros and cons list of it all and I mean, if it's something that you see in the future anyway, like, you're probably going to be nervous until it happens. If it's, it's if it's the first time you're, like, moving in with a significant other, it's going to be a change. It's going to be something different. But, yeah, there's, there's a lot of factors that go into it other than just, like, oh, we're ready to move in together. Like, obviously, financials and just, like, are you going to live with other roommates? Do you have other roommates? Are you living fully by yourself? Like, look, mm-hmm. there's literally, like, so much that goes into it other than the fact of literally just, like, you and your boyfriend living together so and don't do it before you're ready yeah absolutely and i feel like if you if you are kind of hesitant about it right now that doesn't it's not like a negative thing or a bad sign at all and i don't think it's bad to still want some space of your own especially in a new city you don't want to have to just like fully jump into like a like not being able to find your own life in this new city so like i think living on your own could be a good or not even necessarily on your own but just not living with him yet could be a good way of still like establishing your own life in this new era that you're into before just fully like combining everything and there's no right timeline everybody's on their own timeline like sean and i moved in after dating for six months i know other people who have been with their significant other for years and they still don't live together so it's just you just gotta feel what's right for you all right next one I've been out of a relationship for seven months and I'm ready to start dating again. How do I go about that? P.S. Love your podcast. It's so funny and an awesome start to my mornings. Thank you. Love you. Um, if you're ready to start dating again, I would say my do I, it. Like, I know people don't like it, but download Hinge. Download a dating app. Even if you don't want to go on any dates, I feel like it'll, it's, it's a good way to not have to like be in public trying to meet people and just like dip your toe see, in see what the options um, are see who's available like just i don't think there's anything the, wrong with dating apps personally in this day and no age. i agree like, i just know that i know that some people don't want to go that route i like i get that but i also think it's like such an easy good first step to just start if like it's been something obviously like you've been out of relationship and like you want to just get started doing it again i think it's like the perfect way I say yes, dating apps and i also say if you have any single friends like go out for drinks with them and like just start to like sort of feel out what that's like because I feel like I don't know that can be just like a good way to start your socializing and things like that I mean this is coming from somebody who's like very not a social person sometimes so coming out of a relationship though I can understand how that could be difficult so I would say that you are just gonna like have to force yourself to start like you're probably gonna want to keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off get the first date on and over with at least get a free meal out of it even if it doesn't go well have some good food and then i feel like once you get the first one under your belt you'll be a lot more willing to just like continue on on the journey but it's, it's gonna to be scary first. gabby when she was single she was very yeah. nervous about it i only went on one date yeah but you had the apps for a bit you were yeah. chatting it up a little bit i canceled bit. a whole lot canceled the helicopter ride boys don't eh, that was a safety a helicopter ride for a first date considering pretty sure it's too loud to even talk on a helicopter so oh he meant well but 
It just wasn't the vibe. <laughs> yeah, but uh, please keep us updated on your dating escapades so we can hear about it. Cloud send is us your, if you make a Hinge profile, send us your profile. Or like if you need advice on making it, we'll help you. If you hear slurping and licking, it's Cloud. Yeah, Cloud is on the mic. <laughs> All right, buddy. Okay. What do you got for the next one? My boyfriend and I... Well, we're going to try that again because that wasn't working. My boyfriend and I have been dating for almost seven years. We live together and I'm almost 100% sure that he bought an engagement ring. Honestly, in the beginning of our relationship, he hurt me a lot, but stupidly I stuck around in hopes of things getting better. Flash forward to now and I genuinely cannot see myself marrying him. It's too late for him to fix what he's broken. I've never felt like a priority and I just don't have anything left to give. Everything he does annoys me. We both deserve better, but he doesn't think so. I've tried to break up with him and I want to break up, but I just feel like he literally will not let me. I have no idea what to do. You just have to do it. I hate to say yeah, that, like, but you just have to pull the plug. The longer you wait, the worse it's going to be, especially if he bought a ring. It's going to be hard. Seven years is a really long time. And if and you already know the answer's no in your head, like... You need to do it now. Yeah. Committing to anything or just moving forward with it anymore is only going to prolong the process and make things worse. And you have I to honestly tell... just, like, not give him an option. Like, you are making the decision and you are... Anything. Cut it off cold turkey... I know you say you live together, but, like, make plans to move out, you know, get your own place or move in with a friend or a family, whatever, and just cut it off cold turkey because the longer you let it linger, it's just not going to be good for anyone. You both deserve that. And just be honest with your feelings. Like, don't just break up with him and be like, you know, never talking to you again. Bye. Like, just sit him down and be like, listen, this is really hard, but this is how I feel. Because like I said, the longer you drag it on, the worse it's going to be. But if you move out and physically remove yourself from the situation and, you know, it's going to be really hard, but don't reply to texts, calls, you know, whatever you need to do to make it a clean break, ultimately that's what's going to be best for both of you. I can tell in the way you're writing it that you are over it. Yeah. You've already made the decision. It's just like executing that out now, but it's, it's going to end up being the best thing for both of you. If you both like can't stand each other and... Or just, like, like everything he does annoy you, then, like, there's never going to be a light at the end of the tunnel if you're already so far past that point. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be so much better on the other side. It might be hard to get through it in this situation, but for both of you, it's what you deserve. It'll be better for 100%. All right, next one. Hi, hi. Love you guys and listen to you every week. Love you, too. So I'm a 22-year-old single female currently living in an apartment. I am so comfortable where I'm at. I pay $447 a month in rent, barely anything compared to a lot of other places. I'm writing because my father is constantly bugging me about buying a house, and frankly, I just don't freaking want to. I see no point in buying a house as a single 22-year-old when all I'm going to do is live in it alone. I am not the confrontational type, and I need advice on how to talk to my dad to get him to understand my side of it without being rude to him because, of course, he's my dad and I don't want to upset him. Please, please help. I think just explaining that there's a lot that goes into owning a home and if you are not ready to do that you don't need to again everyone's on their own timeline you are paying an extremely affordable amount in rent and no matter what house you buy I feel like in this year there ain't no way you're gonna pay a mortgage that cheap so that's number one that you could say but I would say just sit him down and be like dad I would love to buy a house and I know that that is like a great next step but I'm not ready for that right now. And my thought is if you're paying for it yourself, 
there's really nothing else that he can say to like weigh in you know what I'm saying yeah 100 percent. and I get where you're coming from because when I lived alone in my apartment too like I wanted to uh, like everyone else was like telling me like oh like you should buy it was during COVID so everyone was telling me like you should buy a house like this is a perfect time to buy a house like houses are so cheap but I didn't feel safe living alone in a house like I feel so safe in my apartment and I knew that that was not something that like financially I could do I didn't want to in that moment I would not feel safe I did not want to have to go through that by myself and like I'm glad I did that because I know that was the decision I wanted to make and I'm glad I didn't just do it because everyone was telling me I should would it have been nice to get a house for not extremely overpriced yeah obviously but I would literally have not have been happy or felt safe or comfortable or any of that in out so I definitely get where you're coming from I think you just have to literally like it doesn't have to be like a confrontational like scary kind of conversation just like lay out the facts of like how you feel about the situation and why in this moment you just don't feel like it's the right fit for you and I think that'll be okay and also you can just tell him that the house hunting process you listen to this podcast and this girl's going through it and it's really hard <laughs> and you this just don't want to deal with that right now <laughs> this girl that I like watch was going through it um I just like can you guys picture Gabby 22 living alone mowing a lawn a ha- like no that's what I'm saying like there's so many things going into owning a house that if you don't want to do it don't do it because you're going to be miserable and I think you're only 22 like that is no rush to buy a home at all like you have the rest of your life to pay a mortgage I don't know plus like especially if you don't know where you want to buy a house like don't just buy a house and it sounds like you understand that but just explaining that to him like to better understand get him to understand like your point of view like respectfully of course but just be like right this is how I'm feeling. I want you to know, like, these are my reasons. And I feel like, just be honest. And next one. I am very lost, so would appreciate some advice. My boyfriend of two years notified me recently that he had cheated on me while on a vacation with his mate in Thailand. His trip was five months earlier, so he had kept it from me this whole time. He's made out with a girl in a hotel room. During those five months, we had talked about engagement rings, marriage, and kids. He begged for my forgiveness, and I gave him another chance, but I don't trust him still. It will take time. He seems to have forgotten it has even happened and is frustrated because I won't let him travel without me again, or at least in the near future. I gave him complete freedom to travel, and he lost that freedom through his actions. Despite me telling him he couldn't travel without me, he is going to interstate for a Bucks weekend in August. He didn't check if I was okay with it or even just reassured me it would be okay. Also, after two years... And being mid-30s, we still don't live together. He hasn't told me he loves me, despite us talking about kids and marriage. I see him once a week, twice if I push it. All his friends tell me he is lucky to have me, but I genuinely don't think he values or appreciates me. He never tells me I'm beautiful either. What advice can you give? Thank you for your time. Dump this man. I, okay, I understand your thought process, <laughs> and I do agree you deserve way more. You deserve so much better. It just seems like he wasn't willing to put in the work after messing up there is a difference between you know making a mistake saying you're sorry and learning like putting from in the it work. and really yeah like i just think it's going to be very hard for you to gain that trust if he's not doing the things to make those changes and there's a lot of other red flags in there besides just the cheating and i think you just deserve someone who puts you as a priority it well, that's like honestly you're putting it's him the, as your priority. That he never tells me I'm beautiful either. That's where I'm like, yeah, you deserve better. 
Gabby's like, I want someone to tell me I'm beautiful 24-7. No, but, like, that's the bare minimum. Like, like yeah. the, the bar is on the floor. Like, that is literally, like, the smallest thing that he can do to make you feel loved and appreciated. That's what I'm... And she says, like, I don't think he values or appreciates me. Yeah. Like, they barely see each other. It sounds like she wants to see him more. He hasn't told her he loves her, even though he says he wants to marry her. Like, there's just a lot for me that I feel like your options are either couples therapy and give it one last go or just call it quits because it sounds like you're putting yourself through a lot of emotional turmoil by staying with him and that makes me sad you deserve better really sad for you. you deserve so much better and i know it's like probably not the answer you want to hear but like it's one of the hard decisions if that is the decision you make that is going to end up being a better decision for you in the long run either way whether it's you you do something that you can fix this and you guys can both learn from it and move on and he does love you the way that you deserve or if he's not able to make that change and someone else will but you definitely just deserve so much better than the current state that you're in all right did i read that one or did you i did i did okay how to tell your friends with benefits that you want to be more than having to keep oh you want to be more than having to keep everything in your relationship in quotes a secret so basically how to tell your friends so he's a sneaky that link. you want something more he's a sneaky link and you don't want him to be the sneaky link is that what the kids um, are calling it these days i think i mean maybe that was like a year or two ago but yeah uh you just need to sit down and have a conversation but you need to be okay with the fact that he may not agree he or she yeah may not agree the friends with benefits situation is always a sticky one um, I would hope that before you became friends with benefits, you guys kind of talked about it in a way that like it was strictly just friends or like you were going to explore, but stay friends and just see where it ended up or kind of like whatever the case is, because what you could be wanting more, he could be having like no idea and it'd be in a completely different mindset that like you guys were strictly just friends with benefits and that was going to be the ending outcome as well. So I think I would just bring it up but again like I said mentally prepare yourself that it could be the end of it because you want more and the other person doesn't or it could progress to something but you need to be okay with either action and then just say like listen I would really like to move this forward to more of a relationship a little bit more public you know I want more out of this I'm really growing feelings for you and that's all you can do you just have to be honest and then if they don't agree with you, then you just say, like, okay, then this is unfortunately, like, either A, if you really are okay with keeping it where it is, then you do, but don't lie to yourself and say you are if you're not, because that's not going to end well. And then you just go from there. But you just have to, unfortunately, you just have to just say it, I think. <laughs> I don't think mm-hmm. there's any other way around it. All right, should we end on this last one? Yes. And then we still have more, so look forward to it. (laughs) My boyfriend and I have been together for a little less than two years and are currently looking at apartments together. But we were out the other night and one of his friends made a comment to me that I should check his phone during our conversation. We weren't talking about him, so this caught me completely off guard and the thought had never crossed my mind up until this point. And I hate to admit it, but I checked his phone that night. I hate to admit this even more, but I found old texts and DMs to three different girls spanning throughout the first two months we were together. There was nothing past that point and nothing suspicious as of recent, but thinking about what I saw is making me uneasy. I haven't brought it up to him partly because I feel guilty for even checking his phone and partly because I'm scared there's more to what I saw. 
Am I horrible for going through his phone? And am I horrible for staying with him knowing this information now? Do I bring it up with him or do I let it go and move on? Up until this point, I genuinely had no doubts and saw this man as my forever. So now I'm confused and need unbiased advice. Love y'all in the pod. We love you too. I have a lot of thoughts. My first thing is the option of let it go and move on. I don't think you're going to be able to do because it's still going to be in the back of your head always. Or maybe not always, but at least like You can move on. You can't just put it under the rug. Yeah. So here's what I think. I think from first of all i would ask the friend for more information of what that friend is talking about because that's a little sus there's no way the friend was referring to something in the first two months you were to get you guys were together like two years ago correct it could just be the friend trying to start stuff or there could be some actual truth to this so i would talk to the friend first then depending on how that goes go from there but you need to talk to your boyfriend and my personal thought is if like all of this comes to resolve and like that was it you guys were very newly dating he may in his mind not like have realized how important this relationship was whatever like i do think that you can move on from this and like nothing more could ever happen for sure but um, it needs to be like but it needs to be, needs to be yeah, a conversation about it. it yeah but i would talk to the friend first because there is something weird about that there ain't no way that he's talking about something two years ago I don't know. That's weird to me. Or, like I said, he's just trying to start stuff. And there really isn't and I d- anything. And I don't think you have to feel guilty for going through his phone. If someone, like, legitimately came up to you and said, like, you should check his phone. like weird. 99% of the time, like, you're going to have to. That is going to be in your head eating you alive. Like, you're going to have to check his phone. Like, if someone literally, his friend especially, is telling you to do that. Like, it's not like one day out of the blue you were just like, mm, don't trust this man. Let me yeah. go through everything on his phone. Like, that that wasn't what happened. So I don't think you need to be, like, beating yourself up either for that at all and, like, feeling guilty for that. So I don't think that's something that you really need to be worried about because, like, the friend fully put that in your mind. And I would say that. I would just be like, listen, so-and-so yeah. the other night told me to go through your phone. I was, like, getting really anxious about it. So I did. I want to let you know that, well, I mean, there's two ways you could go about it. If you want to try and catch him in something, you could just say... Like, I'm not happy with what I saw. See what comes out. If you think he's going to own up to anything after that, there you go. If nothing comes of it, just be like, listen, I didn't see anything past, like, the first couple months of us dating. Like, that really hurt my feelings, but I'm willing to, like, get past it. I'm sorry for invading your privacy, but just, like, you need to know that your friend told me this, yada, yada, yada. Go from there. Have that hard conversation. It's going to come up at some point. Like, you're going to... You're not going to be able to to hold it in and just move on and forget about it. So, And if you're looking at apartments together, do it before you move into it together. Just in case. Just to be honest, logistically. But yeah, I don't know. That's super, super bizarre of his friend to say that. I Please update me if you feel comfortable because I'm so curious. Whatever happens, know that you're going to be okay because everyone listening out there deserves nothing but the best. You are all strong, beautiful, independent men and women, and you don't need people that don't live up to that, because there are people out there that will treat you like you deserve, so. Absolutely. And I'm also sorry right. that that's, like, such a tough situation that he just put you into. Yeah. Like the friend making you. The friend sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Like I said, we still have more, and I'll post a reminder at some point for the highlight so that you guys if you're listening go check it out and write in and we could do this more often but 
Any final thoughts? Once again, I just want to, we didn't say this in this episode, we said in the last one, if you take our advice and it doesn't go the way you want it, we are not Seek at fault. a traditional therapist, not our podcast. Yeah. Um, we've only had we so love much therapy. life experience. We only have so much advice and, you know, it may not be good advice, but it, it's advice. We never you said it. Was, <laughs> yeah. It's advice. Good, medium, mild, subpar medium rare well done advice everything in between all right well great. i'm probably gonna fall asleep any second cool i don't even think i feel like waiting up for a whole cookie skillet so i might just like eat a little bit of cookie dough eat a little bit of ice cream and call it a day yeah seriously oh my goodness okay well thanks for tuning in to another episode another week and I hope you enjoyed this advice episode on outgoing without going out. Bye. Bye. Bye.